Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast. I'm your host, Mari Forth. And with me, as always, my co-host, my tag team partner, Mr. Matt Scott. Matt, how's it going? Wonderful, Mari. Wonderful. Coast, we're seeing you coast to coast from the D.C. coast to the Brooklyn. You know what? It's great. Having a good yeah. time here. <laughs> um, I don't know how geography and bodies of water work, but it, happy to be here as always. Yes, and with us, we also have a very special guest who also was at Survivor Series with oh. us um, on Sunday, Mr. Ari Ferrari. Ari, how's it going? Yeah, Thank you for having me. You're here with Ari Ferrari. We're yeah. back with uh, the the, R, the Ari squared, the Ari yeah. Mari tag yeah. team, and, and with Matt, yeah. of course, we're ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. As our ma'am. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. ma'am. Let's go. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Ari, thank you so much for coming. Um, So we're doing a very special Survivor Series reaction podcast here. Um, And we're so glad to have you on. We, you know, we all coordinated going to Survivor Series. And um, it's just so good to have another voice on here to filter all of our reactions through because normally we do it right after the Mm pay-per-view on stereo. But now we've given it a few days to breathe. We're going to go into our experiences at, you know, in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. So uh, just uh, just like briefly, how was your experience at Survivor Series? Uh, Ari. So uh, and so we we, of course, the the Survivor Series event was lovely because we had a we we met up for a nice dinner beforehand, of course, with some (laughs) other uh, podcast friends. But um, Mm -hmm. now what's what's brilliant about this podcast is. Although we did go to the same event, we, mm-hmm. we did not sit next to each other. So I have no, no. idea what your thoughts are. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I had a lot of fun just uh, just just watching, actually paying attention to some of the fashion from from the wrestlers oh. and the matches. So uh, that's that's what really caught my eye. I think uh, wrestling attire. Very interesting. I want to I want to talk a bit more about that beyond just the matches. You know, we're we're in fall. We got to we're changing seasons, changing our mm-hmm. changing our, uh, our style, our wardrobes. Yes. And we yeah. will definitely get into the fashion of, uh, Survivor Series. Matt, how about you? How was your uh, experience real quick? Uh, well, I thought we were going to kayfabe the fact that Ari wasn't sitting with us because oh 
We were in, I mean, weren't, weren't we in like a skybox with? Oh like yeah, we were all with the, champagne. All and, the fixings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice recliner seats. We were yeah, not, I liked those we a lot not, too. It was a good time. It was. I'm a lot. I'm used to like being front row at these shows. <laughs> Are you mostly just surrounded by my security, just so I don't near the uh, normal. Uh, <clears throat> peasants some people would say not me yeah. but Sorry, you, you know had to lower your standard to sit next uh, to me this honestly time. <laughs> that was the hardest part um we did mm. sign a lot of autographs i i will say <laughs> the one notable uh shoot thing that actually happened oh, there was no. some kind of youtuber yes. who, who <laughs> threw a bunch of business cards at us luckily i lost yes, him, so i have no did. clue who he is but he's somewhere yeah. on this like tony YouTube platform who, yeah. who cares? Who cares? And he, um, he was yeah, like yelling and promoting himself. And he literally threw a stack of business cards into our section, but they didn't disperse. <laughs> All of them hit a lady like right above us. Like they went flying over my shoulder and hit a lady. Like, yeah. Committed yeah. assault, essentially. He just dropped a, an anvil on this poor woman. Yeah, yeah so she was like, "What is that?" And she was like handing out the car. She was like, "Y'all want the car?" I was like, no, no. But I do have one somewhere. And shout out to that man for that for man. giving us like the true Brooklyn experience when it comes to wrestling. <laughs> That's why I feel, and I felt like there was a little bit of that. Actually, that was like the peak of yes. New York fan energy that I think yes. we got for the rest of the night. I was uh, as someone who grew up like going to shows in brooklyn in new york in new jersey i felt a little disappointed by the energy but we'll get into that yeah exactly like it was yeah it was interesting but that was uh that was definitely very funny um uh, we um we met up with the rhap recappers beforehand had some drinks had some dinner you know was nice a nice pre-game so the experience was really fun i'm i it sucks that we didn't get to meet up uh with uh well sorry i forget um how you pronounce her name uh Art was it Ariana, one of the one of the RHAP people who yeah. Shout out, it, that, shout out, shout out. Thank you for yeah. for being there for hitting we us. Tried. Up. We tried. We tried Alicia. Yes, Alicia. Sorry, Alicia. We also didn't meet up with yeah. Ariana Grande. That's right. Ariana was also in yeah, the DMs Matt, trying to find us in the arena. Yeah. It's funny how that works. Matt was like, yes, I can't Alicia. lower myself for that. I could lower myself for, um, for Ariana well, actually, I guess I wouldn't be lowering myself to talk with Alicia. For Ariana, no, yes. for Ariana. But Alicia <laughs> would have been amazing to me. Alicia, shout out if you're listening. Uh, yes, Matt Arena, so, lots of people, so many people that we couldn't sit I with know. Ari. So sad. That was the but one actually, thing I really wish. But next time, uh, for real. <laughs> but speaking of mari um we're talking about mm-hmm. the fan experience yeah what was it like for you like as someone who's been to a number of show, wwe shows at barclays right like yes, what has what was it like for you what was it like for you in that arena so, taking it all in so this is our show so we are not gonna we're gonna we can do whatever you want to i'm gonna do the shoot right now y'all know <gasps> whenever i feel uh, like doing the shoot early i have some some things to say mari so, you can't just do that you maybe just, maybe i, I should introduce you uh maybe i'll be mean gene okerlin and you can express yourself freely if you want i'm standing to, here yeah, with yeah, mari yeah. You, you had a you had a big night the other night tell me how you feel 
I feel like uh, I was in a very disrespectful space, you know, like I was, this is my third time in a Brooklyn crowd. Like this is my third time at a pay-per-view at Brooklyn. And, you know, like I've said on this podcast a few uh, thousands of times, probably at this point, I was there with the, the, the beach ball stunt, you know, it's just so annoying to me. And I, and I hate that for the performers. So what we really have to talk about is, during the women's um, elimination match, the crowd started, I mean, first off, they started a freaking wave at the very top of the arena. And me and Matt were sitting there like, no, like, and at first it looked like it was going to die down. I was like, okay, it'll die uh-huh. down. It's at the top. Nobody cares. But then after a while it built up and then it finally like hit the whole arena during the match and we'll probably talk about it a little bit more once we get to the the actual match but like it pissed me off so much because it was only the women's match you know what i'm saying there's only two women's matches on this card you know and you got to be disrespectful to the one with the most women in it like i thought it was really annoying again we'll talk about probably why a little bit later break it down second huh break it down break it down well, I, well, I want to break it down as we talk about the match itself. But uh, like, secondly, the CM Punk chance, like, ooh, imme- so there was CM Punk chance. Immediately, ooh. me and Matt were like, "Boo!" We started booing the CM Punk chance, which I don't even know how that felt like for the performers who are. Still Let me just in clarify: the, the I did not start booing. I was embarrassed. I put my head down. I, I somehow I'm not flexible, but I was had my head tucked between no, my legs. I, I booed those chants. I'm telling people to no, shut to, up. About to be fair to the Brooklyn punk. crowd, this is the yeah, first event. Uh, you know, uh, post. Uh, you know, post yes. everything. Yes, they, maybe yeah. they forgot. Uh, you know, they're going back <laughs> to 2019. 2018 maybe they're maybe they're just stuck there man let's let's be a little more forgiving for the to the brooklyn cloud crowd what's wrong with the wave i know you are in new yorker ari but i am not i am unforgiving you going you you paid your money i paid money i paid hundreds of dollars to be here man i paid hundreds of dollars to be here to watch this wrestling you didn't have your ticket comped (laughs) oh no i'm not (laughs) no i'm not as special as you are apparently okay um so and you did too everybody you paid <laughs> to be here so if you pay, are paying to be here and then you do cm punk chance because you want to like shit on the product um sorry you already paid like you're <laughs> you're, you're pay, you paid them so this is not that's not the um flex <sighs> you think it is all right that's that's not the flex you think it is but Mari, so, i paid less yeah. You know what they always say? <laughs> they always say, you know, you paid for your tickets. You have a right to react however you want, to say what you want. That's your right as a fan in the stands. Now, I don't agree with how most people chose <laughs> to to use their voices in the crowd. But you know what? Some people, devil, playing devil's advocate, as annoyed as I was, because I was thoroughly annoyed. I'm just like... Whatever. This is like this so, is the, this is what happens when the product is not booked in a way that's really gripping people. Because I've been in I've been in those mm. in so many shows in again in that area where the crowd is so hot, the crowd's on fire. You're getting WWE actually putting out special things, and I think that this is kind of a reflection less on the crowd, more on the fact that WWE kind of just was like not trying at all for this show. 
You know what? I, I was sitting, uh, I was sitting uh, okay. in an area that requires no, binoculars, no. and so when I was watching no. the match, I was so focused on the match, I just thought the cheering was for the match. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a matter of perspective. Because I, because <laughs> <laughs> you just did it. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well. So. So going back, like if you watch, I I went back and I watched um, the telecast. You know, I watched the broadcast, the replay of the broadcast, because I wanted to see how it came off on TV. And um, the camera, the camera people did a pretty good job, um, like not showing the wave once it came down to the lower level, because it was on the higher level for much longer until it finally came down to the lower level. And it only did like one rotation around the lower level before Sasha and Bianca jumped in. And again, this is why I wanted to save for later. But like, I, I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that, Matt, like the whole um, like, oh, it has to be gripping to to hold your attention, because I just kind of think like wrestling fans nowadays, they want to be a part of the show. And we will talk about that in two seconds. And and for me, I've never had that. You know, I've never had that mentality like I need to be seen. I need to make my, you know, my voice felt at least for for stuff that I don't like, should I say. You know, for for here, you know, for us, our, you know, one of the things we say is wrestling is for everybody, but not all wrestling is for everybody. So if it's something I don't like, and we've told you this, we've told you guys this before, if it's something that we don't like, more than likely it will just not be on the show. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like something really big. So vocalizing your hatred for something, you know, outside of kayfabe, outside of heel face dynamics and stuff like that is just very annoying to me. And it's like, you're trying to hijack the show. I'm on record, you know, I'm on record for saying, I don't like when when fans hijack the show. Um, So I I don't care how anybody takes that uh, because that's just my feelings. That's how I, I feel about it. And I just don't like that nowadays it does feel like we're trying to we're so busy trying to pat ourselves on the back that we're forgetting who's like in the ring there and the reason why i'm more fired up about it than usual is because nine times out of ten this happens only with the women which is Mm -hmm. the part that pisses me off you know what i'm saying like you can't tell me that Shayna baszler and Rhea ripley going in there trading like um counters is like boring because to me it was not and i and i just find it it find it disrespectful because they feel like it's okay to do that to the women yeah uh, what i will say though is that with that match in particular and a lot of like i I think like i i also just want to make sure to put out the other perspective that the match Mm -hmm. like there was so much happening in the match that wasn't like phenomenal story wasn't necessarily like lending itself to being cheered by the fans. The match was super long. I would say the match went on the way that they booked it. The match went on for too long because we got like different parts to the way that it was broken down. And by the time like we got Sasha and Bianca in the ring, that's when I felt like the fans were getting back into it. But there was a piece before that where they were just like so out of it. And yes, it's disrespectful, but at the same time, it's like, what are we even doing with this match and with the show that doesn't that the the way that it's booked does not help but i hear what you're saying too because like fans will do what they fans have been shown to be fans have been shown to be part of the like to to your point to push themselves to be part of the show in all these ways that are not appropriate right but this one i just feel like the match didn't help 
anything. Rock, it's not like we were watching a five-star or a three-star The Rock classic. Battle Royale was right before it. That was the yeah. most boring, that was the most boring match on the card. So I like I, but we they didn't get the wave. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. But, that's why I don't necessarily uh, uh, agree with that in a sense. Like I don't know. Uh, I went back when I went back you, and I watched it on on TV when I watched it on the cable. I thought it might. I thought I think maybe it came off more compelling on TV because there were a lot of nuances in that match that I did not know was happening from my seat, and that I can that I can definitely say. Like if if you go back and watch it, there's so much infighting on the SmackDown women's side before they turn on Sasha that it was just not as apparent to me as it was when we were in our seats. So yeah, maybe that maybe you can point to point to that as something that they sh- they should have wor- work on when it comes to to booking for the live audience it, itself. But and and. I do agree like like less engaging stuff will of course disengage your audience and I do think that that was the perfectly wrong spot for them to go on mm-hmm. second to last before the main event you know that's always like the death the death spot because we were saying it as we were sitting in our seats that we thought that they would have gone on um we thought that that battle royale again the one that went on right before them was going to be the last thing to go on right before the um it really headliner. should have been the it, it really should, should have, have been. been the well no 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 it should not have been it should have been oh, the should have been on the pre show yeah. because like yeah. what what that was a, that was a waste of time but also so I do like, think the, thing, the slot the, affected it as well but i think the other thing with the battle royal and we'll get to talking about it is that it was just so ridiculous that like i don't i wouldn't say it was it, like what why why is pizza involved in here why is pizza we'll get to it we'll get to it as we go along but there's a lot to be said there yeah and yeah i'm sorry and and that women's uh survivor series match it was the second longest on the whole card yeah Mm -hmm. so why would it go on that late although at the time the the fans don't know it's uh how long it is no yeah no no but yeah it's it did feel like that but like it's Ugh. an elimination style match. It needs to be long. So yeah, it sh- yeah. they should yeah. have managed the placement more than anything. I will uh, say like the thing we'll get to this more, but the, like, I think the way that the men's match was booked to me was a little, was a bit stronger than the way the women's match was booked, but we're not here to talk about, give the we'll o- our overview later, thoughts. I don't remember everything. a thing about the men's match. Um, so, and then finally um, shooting on the fans, Raw last night, a fan jumped the barricade. Not even jumped a barricade, yo. He came from stage right. Like, how on God's green earth did he get over there? Like, where's the security? He came all the way from stage right, running like, (laughs) running down and basically tackling Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins managed to get him into a chokehold um, before the refs and people came and dragged that fan off. But that fan was literally trying to injure Seth. Like he was legit throwing elbows and feet and stuff at Seth. And I'm just like, where do y'all get the audacity? Like where on God's green earth do y'all get the audacity to think that you can fight wrestlers? Or anybody, or be that disrespectful. For again, you paid for this, yo. You paid to come here and do some stupid stuff, and then get hit with like assault charges and and stuff like that. It is so mind boggling to me. Ari, you have something to say? You, you you love to see people paying money to go to jail. I what yeah. I was going to say is when you first see the clip, uh, it looks like it's a part of the show. 
Yeah. It was a full on Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns esque gore tackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 Seth did a great job of not only just like taking if you look at one angle, you might think, oh my God, he really got the better of Seth. But if you look at the other one, Seth like legit went into a straight up chokehold. And if that ref hadn't broken it and the guy then like grabbed Seth's hair after the ref broken it he could have probably put that dude out for real so he, that ref might that guy might want to thank that ref for releasing that that chokehold because that was like a a real real naked choke or something like that on that yeah. guy and that it, that one takes all of like what 10 seconds to put somebody out <laughs> like, hey here's the good news you'll never see him at a show ever again right yeah <laughs> Exactly. And then, of course, more fans as the night went on. We had more fans um, harassing the talent. Um, MVP Seth Rollins and Montez Ford um, almost got into it with a fan that had a sign that says Montez is doo-doo, which is just like, what are we doing here? Like, what are we really doing here? Like, but I, I be respectful like, to the talent, man. But the other thing I want to say about this, like, is that there are so many great fans that are in attendance. Like oh, I yeah. hate that. I hate that. Like that is what takes our energy when it's like, mm-hmm. okay, here's this person who's clearly not in like doing, doing the right thing. I don't know what their state is, but clearly not, not yeah. in the right place. Literally like they they don't belong on that side of the barricade doing what they're doing. Right. But mm-hmm. I think like it's, it's kind of tough too, because it's this balance of like, do we put our energy toward those people who are like the outliers? Do we put their our energy toward the people who are like us, who are just having a great time showing up to love the the stuff that right. we love? I always struggle with that because I'm like, yeah. I want to. I, I only make this comment to say we see you, awesome fans. Yes, awesome fans. But also, yes. we're still frustrated by the horrible ones. Exactly. Who just want to make the show about them, right? And unfortunately, and and I guess again, the reason why I'm just so over it is because uh, Brooklyn, in particular, this has kind of been a like a, a running theme because this was also the place where uh, Bret Hart, I think, got got um, when got attacked oh for the yeah this like Was there's been here? a fan attacking like this is like the second show in a row for them so yeah. it just is not a good look and so on the internet people are like okay well sorry Barclay Center might have to be crossed off the list for a year or two um, because of some of the some of this stuff or and and that's you know that can't be squarely on the fans that is should be also on security <laughs> like you know security has to like maybe tighten up at the Barclays Center for before they return but you know it's it, you're right Matt it just it sucks because it it just paints a the very broad negative brush for the rest of the people who are in attendance who did enjoy their time who were participating like they were supposed to and not you know jumping barricades and stuff so it is just it was just a lot I'm just like y'all are doing too much like guys you're like this, this, this is, is fake fighting like not even yeah. not Brooklyn I'm just Bro- saying Brooklyn go like, hard Oh, it's Brooklyn, though. <laughs> uh, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, like this just be is ready too for much. it. Like, it, no, don't, don't get. No, this is. We want more. That's what we want. More mm-hmm. of this, and we no. want just like. I think anytime hey, you know that, that uh, uh, we're in Brooklyn, just make it like an extreme rules pay per view. <laughs> just bring in like the barbed wire, the 
steel chairs, the table. Just like that, oh, that might discourage you know what? things if, a little if the, bit. I'm just saying. I have suggestions. If the talent, uh, yes. if the talent's going to be visiting Brooklyn, uh, get, get that Brooklyn experience. Brooklyn. Know what it feels like to be a resident. Yeah, you, you, might, <laughs> you might get a stack of cards Random thrown at you, or you might get uh, attacked every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're just welcoming you to, to the show. Business cards. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a nice welcome. <laughs> you should have known. Okay, so soapbox away. Anger fans, down. Fans, let's um, let's move yeah, on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did get an email this week. Uh, oh. Of course, we love when we get our emails. I'm so caught off guard. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> an outline. Just never know what to expect. Um. So, Matt, who do we have an email from? We got an email. We got an email from Jacob, and Jacob said, uh, "Just that." Like they really thought the pay-per-view was really solid and it was shocking for me though um, how many wins Raw was given, which is a great point because yeah. as Mari and I were saying as we were sitting there, just uh, a lot, uh, basically yeah. all of the matches were almost all of the matches all were won them, by Raw with a couple uh, of exceptions. I think it's mm-hmm. the Nakamura Priest one oh, and then yeah. the Roman Big E one. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Nakamura Priest one ended in, in a no contest. But anyway, Jacob yeah. mentions favorite moments, Charlotte versus Becky, the entire match. Uh, women's Survivor match, it, it, which we've talked about a little bit. It mm-hmm. was messy, but always happy to see Bianca win. RK mm-hmm. Bro versus Usos. This one was the big surprise to me. I thought the bloodline would be fully victorious for SmackDown. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, final points from Jacob. I want no storyline ever that involves Mr. McMahon's egg. <laughs> More on <laughs> that later. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Great fruits. Thank you so uh, much, uh, Jacob, yes. for that email. We always appreciate it. If if you want to get in on the email action, you can always send an email to wrestling at robhasawebsite.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Rehap Up on Twitter. And you can use hashtag Wrestling Rehap Up to join the conversation. Also, we love to shout out our our favorite unofficial official uh, Facebook Woo-hoo. group. Um, Job has a squad cast. Uh, you can always check us out in there as well. Okay, guys. Um, let's get into Survivor Series review. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's I'm sorry, I'm just caught up on grapefruits. <laughs> All right, so like we said, there was a kickoff. The kickoff show, they ended up doing the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura versus the U.S. Champion Damian Priest, which, you know, we perfectly timed it. That's when we got to our seats and stuff. And we all called it. We were like, there's a pretty good chance that this will end up on the pre-show. Um, but all in all, a very solid match to start the show, I would say. Rick Boogs was in attendance, uh, playing Shinsuke in. Loved it. Loved seeing it live. Uh, the only thing I was mm. sad about was not hearing Pat McAfee big up uh, oh. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick. Like, I love that. Is literally one of my favorite parts of SmackDown every week. So, not, oh, getting there, I, not being able to hear on. it, but seeing him on the desk. Yes, was seeing it funny. was great. Seeing yeah. it uninterrupted, like that's what I was watching the entire intro because I was surprised that he was on that announce desk for so long. Yeah, like, minutes <laughs> the whole time, actual minutes. Yeah, wow, commitment. 
Rick, yes. Rick Boogs does nothing but give me a smile on 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 my face every time. Every time he every played time. the guitar, it was just. I, so I'm focused on the match. They do a really good job. I'm ping ponging between the match and then every. Yeah. I forget about Rick Boogs and then he hits he hits yes. the riff. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, Rick Boogs. And then, uh, and then the smile overcomes and then it, it dies down. I go back to the match and then every now and then we get a little intermission. I, I love Rick Boogs. I, I, yes. We need more Rick Boogs. And, and it not? was such a great match, too. Like, um, Shinsuke and Damian Priest really do have uh, what seemed like really good chemistry for, I think this is the first time we've seen them. Um, face off so yeah uh it's because they really shop at awesome. the same place they have the same pants yeah Damn, <laughs> they do <laughs> they, they got oh the same God, tailor yeah we're they talking really fashion. tag team we're talking fashion yes yeah, that, and that's yeah. a good point we do have the picture up if you if you can are watching us on youtube go to rob has a podcast or if you want to watch us on youtube go to rob has a podcast on youtube search for the wrestling wrap up um and you can see these lovely pictures that matt are are uh has up here uh but yeah it was a really good it was a really good match it was like almost strong style type of match you know not you know WWE style strong style um but like Ari would say every time Damian Priest would kind of get the better of Nakamura Rick Boogs would play the guitar he'd play a rift on the guitar and it really did answer like a question for me like I I always knew Rick Boogs was playing live you know but you just kind of never know especially with like um when with the entrance music as well but he is like legit just shredding that guitar like in person. It's so amazing, especially since it's very loud in the arena. <laughs> well, so I have Dude. questions. I I was wondering about that actually. Mm-hmm. Like, is he playing live? Yeah, I think it, it, that's what it looked like in the in uh, in person. We were far he, away though. We we were far away, but that would mean if it was like pre-taped or anything like, like that, like. They would have to really get that timing right because I, yeah, <laughs> it was I, was, timed in the I was looking at him like, wait a minute, it like do they have it just like the canned sound effect where he like he gives a signal and then they're like, okay, okay, let's just let's and they have like I don't know like the former uh, WWE production Jim Johnston John, back Jim John, there yeah. like with his little guitar like like I could see it. I can no, see it. that's too much. I think Rick I think is just your theory is probably job. more correct, but I did I did think about that as I was sitting there. But um, sure. it was a good turning point in the match where uh, Damian Priest like basically kind of had Shinsuke down. Rick starts the to do the guitar. It like kind of hypes Nakamura up, and so Priest kind of puts Nakamura on the mat for a little bit and. Priest goes to go deal with Rick Boogs, and he breaks the guitar, man. Damien Priest broke Rick Boogs' guitar. Like, I was not I was not expecting it. Priest was supposed to be a good guy last time I had checked. Um, oh my god, Matt, you're giving us whiplash here. Look, There's you so gotta just take of this it match. on. That's what honestly, all about. honestly, you can look at every picture of this match and you, it'll tell you exactly the story of what happened in this match. But yeah, so Damien Priest takes the guitar and then just snaps it over his knee, which was very hmm, very easy. 
his his but, explanation I mean, after after the match yeah, and the the true, like the post was that he doesn't like to be disrespected. So uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like the end of the match almost felt like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like uh, he was like being yeah. cha- like Damian Priest couldn't be couldn't help but be annoyed by the by the tiny fly that's like flying around the room. Like just do the match. Right. Just do the match. Exactly. <laughs> so he breaks the guitar. It ends up in a um. It ends up in a no context because I think he hits Boogs with the guitar and then he turns around and hits Shinsuke with the guitar. Yeah. So it yeah. was a, a DQ. I mean, what, uh, yeah, DQ with Shinsuke winnings. Technically, you know what? So. What's so sad about that? Yeah. yeah. Don't. Yeah. Just, like we don't. I. I feel like Rick Boogs really was disrespected here because he was hit with that guitar. His guitar. He was hit with his guitar and not the little skinny part. He was hit with the mm-hmm. thick part. The thick yep. part, the part that really makes the music. Oh, right? here, here's how we know. How loud was the was the hit when uh, Damian yeah. Priest bashed it over his head? I didn't. The audio was pretty silent then, huh? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Think I might have it. an Think Austin hypothetical it. forming. Yes, a good conspiracy yeah. here, but no, <laughs> like that. Nobody cared. The ref didn't care when Boogs was knocked out. He's like, whatever. We'll leave him here. <laughs> Pat McAfee, who loves him, didn't even get up to care for him and tend to him. Yeah. So, in my mind, if I'm Boogs, maybe I'm going to turn heel because I would feel disrespected after this. You now, now you're right because it, it's really it has to be hard to break a real guitar. I don't know. Now the mystery remains, guys. Well, I don't know. I Let mean, us know if you think a, it no, was real. Marty, it is not a mystery. <laughs> it is not a mystery because if you look, it is a clean break. It was a clean break. See that so, little guitar piece? It's clean. Yeah. So you're saying it's just it was just you know, rigged a little bit. Let me do the circle. I'm circling. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking YouTube. at the circle. Oh, I know. I'm just for the people who. Want so, to what's the mystery? You're saying that it wasn't real? No, it was very much. It's a. It was a kayfabe guitar. Mm. But it could have worked as a guitar. It just also had to break as a guitar. Mm, yeah, yeah. The old honky tonk dilemma. I guess. We'll All right. Never know. So. <laughs> so yeah, and then so on, on Monday we got um, Apollo Cruz kind of like challenging. <laughs> this didn't make sense, but Apollo Cruz challenged Damian Priest. To a match for the United States. Well, he 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 said that he was going to beat him up and all this stuff. And so Damian Priest was like, "Well, let's fight right now." And then Apollo's like, mm, "No." And like, so why are you here? Um, but then Sami Zayn comes out, and Sami Zayn will like, "Well, if he's not going to accept the the challenge, I will." So we got Damian Priest versus Sami Zayn for the U.S. Championship. And again, it, it was still kind of sh- it's kind of shades of gray with Damian because. You know, that's kind of a face thing to do to kind of like defend your championship. But then during the match at some point, like Damian Priest kind of just like goes into like he like Hulk up mode and he just like got all crazy and crazy eyed, furious looking and starts to destroy Sammy. So it's like, I don't know if this is a turn or they're about to turn him or he's they're just trying to make him look more aggressive. But he they're really focusing on like his eyes. They're like trying to give him like crazy eyes. So yeah, did he get know. Mas- like did he there's did mascara, he? yeah. There's a mascara. lot of eyeliner too. Okay. Well, I, not, I Wait, like a contact? Is he wearing black contacts? <laughs> is that what's happening? I, I don't think so. He's a he's a he's a no nonsense guy, huh? <laughs> Yeah, he's, all, he's so, all business. Yeah, so they're 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 at least trying to give him a little bit more fire. So we'll we'll watch this as this goes along here. Um, we'll keep up. 
All right. So like I said, such a great, a great, very great warm-up match. That's what you want in your um your uh pre-show. So the curtain jerker. <laughs> the oh my god. Is that what we're calling him now? The term. Is that what we call him nowadays? That's what yeah, we call I don't, him. That's why what do people call say them. <laughs> um was the women's the women's championship match. So the uh, SmackDown women's champion Charlotte Flair went against the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch um, in a, you know, a match. I mean, it was like a regular match. I mean, it was a match. Um, so the match was pretty good. It was probably I mean, it's not, it wasn't my favorite match of the night, but it was a lot of people's favorite match of the yeah. night. Um, and it was a good match. Matt correctly called it. It was one of those matches where it was kind of like, oh, we hate each other so much, we're going to sloppily wrestle. <laughs> like It was like I mean, yeah. We're just trying to maim each other, so we're just slapping, 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 slap, slap. As a fan of gratuitous violence, I, at the very least, I enjoy the fact that's how they kicked it off. You know, just uh, mm-hmm. some 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 slaps, very aggressive. Now, look, when whenever whenever you have two people that have wrestled what 10 11 times maybe even more like you yeah. have to switch it up right uh, like very you, you have to do something a little different so at the very least i appreciate even if it wasn't the greatest match or uh, or anything at the very least i appreciate the fact they took something different they they stuck to it like all right this is going to be the 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 violent series uh, you know this mm-hmm. is going to be the uh the the we we hate each other part of it yeah. at least it's yeah. something different so I, I appreciate a different style when they've they've matched up together like 10 times already and yeah how do you feel that this stacks in in their other matches like i mean i haven't seen all of them but uh oh, i'll I mean, say this like, much the, so the, like, the beginning i i enjoyed the beginning a lot like it, it's a good way to kick off a show Mm-hmm. When I when I say their other matches, I kind of mean like their last woman standing at Evolution, or like the um, was it the SummerSlam match I that mean, kicked I'll all this s- off? Or um, I'll say like I don't, I don't know, I don't. Uh, it's hard to tell because like there there have been so many different versions of Becky Lynch, especially like Becky. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've really seen of this version of Becky versus this version of Charlotte, and so. To me, right. that stood out. Like, I feel like they're more powered up than they've ever been as mm-hmm. performers, uh, or at least yeah. in terms of how over they are. And so, to me, this, I, I mean, I really, I enjoyed this match, but yes. uh, in on with its placement on the card, it felt very strange just because it was such a good, it was such a solid match, especially looking at yeah. the show in retrospect. Like when I was looking at this match after the fact, it reminded me of a lot like it was SummerSlam 2005, where it was like HBK, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid versus Hulk Hogan. And the reason why it reminded me of that is because oh no. I was totally I wasn't expecting it to be like. Becky or Charlotte over the top selling like, oh, man, mm. oh, like throws a punch and like goes flying back 50 feet and just over dramatic. I wasn't expecting that, but there was a lot of hype going into this one, especially around their relationship with one another. And the fact that, I mean, we might have a more informed opinion of like, oh yeah, they don't really hate each other. Like they're not going to kill each other in the ring. It's fine. But like your casual everyday fan, there's still a lot of hype and drama around that. And so I was excited going, kind of excited going into it. I liked watching it, but like watching it back after, because this is one of the few ones I really watched back after uh, was, was really fun. 
And so probably probably a better match live than on TV. Yeah. Since you're waiting for the show, your anticipation is building. You get to see two champions square off immediately. Well-known stars. And it may may just uh, I enjoyed it watching it live and maybe it just translate better that way. I think from the live perspective, if I had to do anything, I would. I get there was the whole thing about like, is the rock going to show up? We don't know. Is (laughs) he going to be here? They keep showing a million clips of him, but like this to me would have been a really great match to end the show, especially if they would have built it up more. I agree. It was intense. So the, the, so the reason why they couldn't is because like, man like so it's a good match like i i will not dispute it but that ending man like that ending i <laughs> yeah. personally didn't like um yeah. but i understood why they did it it was one of those endings where and and this is why i don't think it could have it could have ended the show because Becky, they couldn't it, have had a, that finish. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, they couldn't have had that finish at the end of the show. No, exactly. So, so Charlotte, after a really great match, they're pulling out all of their like top hits. You know, they're also adding like they'll try to look as you know realistic as possible and all that great stuff. Like, oh um, Charlotte goes for like a, a a rolling like a rolling pin. She she holds the rope. The ref breaks that. Becky then rolls her up. And then she grabs the rope at like at the last second to take the win. And it just it just that stopped so abruptly. I, I mean, I don't know about how you guys felt, but I was watching it. I was like, okay, all right. Well, yeah, one, two, yeah, we know. One I was expecting for like, I don't even think they got I rewatched it on TV and you know how like for all of the major falls, the audience is like, one, two, you know, oh, you know, it didn't even get that because none of us thought that that was gonna be the end there. So which could be a good thing or a bad thing. So mm. Becky gets the win. But the thing that yeah. really kind of just, I was like, and this is why nobody's going to remember this in a year. Because Charlotte immediately gets up, has that smile on her face, like, yeah, well, whatever. And like takes her belt, just walks away, kind of like half smiling, half laughing. Like, it means nothing in the grand scheme of things because they're both still champions. It was very much uh, Hulk Hulk getting up after uh, Warrior pins him. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just like it doesn't even matter. Like you got up, she got up at 3.5 basically. So what is the what is the point? Charlotte took her title, went home, and Becky tried to really make the most of it, and I could not catch this in as. Uh, you know, in the live audience because I was so high up. But rewatching it in the show, Becky's like talking like, yeah, yeah, I have the best, you know, just do that Austin style taunting where while Charlotte is just ignoring her. Like it's like, whatever, bye. <laughs> As Charlotte's walking away and Becky's like, I keep my promises. I told you I'm the best, this and that, you know. And it was like, thank you, Becky, for, you know, <laughs> keeping it going. But it's just it, none of this, and, and this was probably like the moment where I was like, Survivor Series in the grand scheme of thing really means absolutely nothing. Since, like we said, they don't give any stakes to the elimination matches. There's no stakes for the champions who when they're still all champions, you know. And that's why half the time I can't even remember what happened at the last show, you know. Yeah. So but that's the I, kind of sucky thing. But I did, I did really enjoy yeah. the performance. I think that's half of it, though. Like, I think the stakes thing is half of it in the sense that if you just have really 
interesting stories, like it would be a lot more memorable. This year, they did a horrible job in terms of building to summer, especially because they just had the um, the uh, the crown jewel pay per view Mm -hmm. like a month ago. So that that so much focused on Saudi Arabia and like prepping Mm -hmm. those storylines. Those had like some of those matches had six weeks of build or almost two months of build. I think of Bill Goldberg and Bobby Lashley, Um, Mm -hmm. but. This, uh, they didn't invest as much energy into it, which I think you see when people are like, I don't care. You're both still champions. There's no stakes to your point. Um, yeah, but that's, I think that's the big thing. Like there have been great Survivor Series moments, but they're not because one person is wrestling the other and wins. It's because like there's a story and it means something. But this, uh, this was kind of like a non committal. Okay. Like uh, Becky kind of beat charlotte but clearly it could have gone either way like literally it's the difference in the in the kayfabe of it all it's the difference of the ref seeing charlotte and not seeing charlotte and then charlotte getting the win versus the ref seeing charlotte and then becky just doing the same thing so but it was i but i i'd say outside of the finish this is a fun one they did a good job they they tried they knew what to open with in a sense i guess they did (laughs) Of the singles matches, yeah. Ari, after all, I mean, after all that violence, I mean, I, I guess you're right. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, after all that uh, hype about hating each other, it just ends literally within half a second. She's back up smiling. Very yes, and then lot. also, <laughs> how much do you hate each other, but you also coordinate your outfits? So Ari wants to talk about fashion here. It it came yeah. out that Becky is dressed as the Scarlet Witch from WandaVision and Charlotte is dressed up as Agatha. It was Agatha all along. So they have coordinating outfits, which is uh, something I friends mean, would do. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like something, <laughs> something friends do. Like, I love Easter eggs like text. that, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're, you're in the group text. to our match? <laughs> well, yeah, what, was what, are you, text? what are you wearing tonight? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe they have like a little. Uh, well, they, we they like a little, a little problem with each other, but they're like, look, we have to wear the same. We have to match. <laughs> if, if anything, we have to look good. All right, the fashions, the fashion. I, I mean, look, if we're so talking fashion, right? We got the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. I, I was more curious about. So we're looking at Becky Lynch's uh, outfit. I'm more curious. Up. Did they use? Uh, whatever, whatever they cut off from her outfit for Carmela's outfit, it's literally oh. the same exact thing. I wonder if they. I wonder who did the styling on it when red Becky latex. walked it's out in. in this. It's in. It's in style. The red latex. So good. Like she looks so good in this, and I got her. I got her reference right away. I don't. I don't remember if I said it, but I was like, oh, like Scarlet Witch. I it. It, and you know, of course, I had been drinking, so I, I don't know why it took me a minute to realize that it was like Agatha as well. But at, like, I never that realized it was, was Agatha amazing. until yeah. was two minutes ago. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah, I think the boots gave away the Wanda definitely, but yeah. So I, I, I love their outfits, both of them. Like Becky looks great. I was so I was like, oh my gosh, she's not in like yellow and black. Like wow, <laughs> you know. So that was awesome. She's been switching it up late. I think we were yeah, talking about this has. too. Like she's been mm-hmm. switching it up the last uh couple of months with some different looks. She's d- done mm-hmm. some stuff with her hair that was like a weird, not a weird. Oh but yeah, like that a, the ponytail almost Trojan made her head look like a Viking of... helmet. And I was yeah, kind of mad because yeah, yeah. I'm like, don't do that to your hair. Like that's Bianca's thing. 
also going back and rewatching this match, I think this was one, I think this might have been the only match that had Cole, McAfee, and Graves on the call. And it was very good. Like they did a great job all night. They I did think. a great job. Yeah. Um, you know, Michael Cole was doing play by play. Corey was um was uh you know uh bigging up big uh Becky and then um Pat was doing a great job bigging up Charlotte and it was they they all three of them really did work well together. I just like Pat McAfee can do no wrong in my eyes. I'm sorry. Like uh, for real. So I just wanted to note that I think because I think every I, I think later on, I think they that might have been the only time the three of them were on on commentary together, but I'm not sure. But um it was it was good. It made it it made the match way better to me. All right. Um so next up, so we have the 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 raw the uh, men's elimination match so team raw had seth rollins finn balor kevin owens austin theory bobby lashley versus team smackdown drew mcintyre xavier woods jeff hardy happy corbin and what we found out was sheamus so um yeah i call this battle i call this battle of the network stars every single person in there had a usa shirt or a fox shirt yeah those two company titans going like at the company softball game like uh like duking it out like it was like the the USA and the Fox thing, it was so absurd. It really felt like which channel is going to come out on top. <laughs> it was really interesting. Like I thought, I thought that I liked how they opened it. Kevin Owens literally walks out the match and gets counted out. So I was like, "Yep, makes sense. Makes sense for the type of build we've been having." It also saves KO from taking a, a pin, so I'm not mad at it, mad at it. So immediately Team Raw is down to four. Um and then after that I cannot tell you like a single other moment that I remember. I'm not gonna lie. Like I there's only the only other thing I remember was well, the crowd loves Jeff Hardy. I mean, we were out there, we were cheering for Jeff, like the <laughs> Hardy, Hardy, like the crowd loves Jeff Hardy. Jeff Jeff? I don't like. I'm just like, gonna say for the record. Yeah, I hate to watch Jeff Hardy wrestle, and it's just because he physically should not be wrestling. And in my <laughs> estimate, like in my when I think about my life, the fact that Jeff Hardy has been in WWE or in pro wrestling like my entire life, but then right. seeing the stuff that he's done, could you imagine like, every day of your life doing that and still somehow being alive? Not me. I would be retired in the backwoods of North Carolina. Is that where they are? Yeah, those Hardy boys. Look at them. I'd be retired. What is Jeff doing? The people love him, though, in Brooklyn. What, I think it's the, a Brooklyn thing. What do they call him? The charismatic enigma? It makes so much yeah. sense. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. And everyone uh, exactly. loves him. And you know what? I can't front. I couldn't help it. I was like, I yeah, know. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it. Whatever it is. He doesn't do anything. I know. It's yeah, so... so- it's amazing. It's, ama- it was it's so amazing. impressive. Because I said, I, I said this, I made this he comment did. to you, Mari, he that did. like it's impressive that people love him because WWE does him like literally no favors. In exactly. How exactly. But he has they, that swanton bomb. Now, yeah. when you said you don't remember, uh, you, you don't remember much from the match. Uh, like, okay, I, so I was being facetious. I was being, you know, I was. I, was doing I know what I remember. The fashion. What? Is, what? what? <laughs> Before we get into the fashion, I guess I just have to point out what? that Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre had like a standoff moment, which again, everybody's like, ah, oh, yay. 
It's like no one that. cared about that. Um, yeah, no one really cared. And then I they cared. got counted out. They got right. The so both of them got counted out. If I remember correctly, it's, it's too much beef for one ring. You can't yeah. have that much beef in the ring. Yeah, they were they were so busy um, fighting on the outside that they both got counted out, and that was another way that I like that they didn't get pinned. They, you know, it saved all of that. So wh- where are we at with the fashions? Look, come look on, at all come that beef. With anyway, uh, talking yeah, like, fashion. So so immediately. We're we're talking to entrances. Uh, Seth Rollins stands out. He comes out with like a uh, with Clifford the Big Red Dog fur, like on yes. his on his jacket. Uh, we've talked about the, the 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 Team Fox and Team U uh, Team USA network. So every everyone else is just a crony for for a network. But I I'm obsessed with Xavier Woods. Why why is he Prince yes. Woods? Why isn't he a king? What's going on? He yeah, is you a know king. what? No, 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 no. The, the Tyantron said Prince. It did. It said uh, prince. Uh, Are you sure? Oh, I was very uh, upset. Uh, Why is he a prince? He's a king. He needs I would to, have to see that again. No, he needs to boss up a little bit more. Come on, Xavier. You can't, you can't win king, king of the ring and be known as a prince. That's, that's not how this works. Maybe it's his imposter syndrome, though. <laughs> well, he looks more like a captain than this one. Yeah, there's a lot captain. going on yeah. here. Actually, an admiral, admirable, admiral Woods. Ad, what, what, what admirable Disney movie is admiral. Admiral. What Disney movie are Xavier Woods and Jeff Hardy in? Oh my god! Wrong answers only. <laughs> I mean, the Little Mermaid. I get, see a little bit of Shrek there. <laughs> yeah, Shrek from Jeff Hardy. Um, what? Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Maybe Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> ah, there it is. That's yeah. This it. is great. There we go. <laughs> I need Xavier to stay King Woods. They, they, um, we didn't get, oh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but, um, right? Did we? No, we did not. Roman smashed the crown, uh, King Woods' crown on SmackDown. Ah, this is rude. Yeah. yeah Maybe that's totally, why he's demoted a prince. Yeah, totally Awkward. just stomped on his, on his crown, broke his throne, all of that, um, before the run up to Survivor Series. So now we got to see what happens. He's still the king of my heart. Kofi still hasn't come back yet either. We need the hand of the king back. So maybe this, I feel like maybe it just transitions to their like a, a um, feud between them and the Usos. Um, because that's another thing we really have, you know, we haven't really talked about. But like, um, oh, we Becky, we forgot to talk about Becky's promo. Well, we'll oh, talk no. about it later. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. it'll be uh, we could fit it in with uh, the other battle of the network stars. Yeah. Uh, the, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Later. Now, yeah. now uh, with this match, I knew immediately Team Raw was going to win because they were wearing red and, uh, you know, the other team, they didn't coordinate. So how could they have team chemistry and win the match? If they're not even texting each other on the color coordination, Jeff Hardy wearing green. That's not blue. I mean, probably were texting. It was green. But what yeah, if they all right. were texting and it was just a really busy group text? Uh, well, Happy Corbin it's should, uh, you know, wear, wear blue instead of beige. Yeah. I mean, so, to be fair, like, he has a, he had a nice little shirt on there. Like a nice... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that pattern is, but it kind yeah. of looks like up close. It looks it's a little not, bit like a chain. It's not blue. Even even uh, uh, even Bobby Lashley d- decided the, the Almighty was like, you know what? For the team, I'm going to embarrass myself in full red. <laughs> full red. Uh, yeah, they, uh, yeah. Xavier I mean, Woods. Xavier Woods did a pretty good job before he was taken out with by Lashley applying the hurt lock. That was really sad. Um, 
Worst crime. Let's see. Finn eliminated Corbin using a coup de gras. Yeah. Um, mm. And then Balor was eliminated eliminated by Sheamus with a brogue kick after missing the coup de gras. Thanks to Happy Corbin, I think. Didn't Happy Corbin get uh, not Happy Madcap Moss? I don't know. Anyways, it all came down to um, uh, Seth Rollins and Austin Theory versus Sheamus and, and Jeff Hardy. And then uh, it came down to just Rollins and Jeff Hardy. And um, Seth Rollins was the sole survivor for Raw, which was great. His laugh and cackle at the end and the whole visionary thing was amazing. I, I think, do we think this was the right call? Uh, I th- Well, I think Seth winning was a right call. I think that's what I said. I said raw men on, on my, on our preview podcast. So I was right then, but I agree. I, I thought it was weird. Like Jacob's email said, like they gave raw all of the wins, but I correct. I just was like, Oh, it's because raw is the show that, nobody watches so they have it, to like it, it's because usa pays more money uh than fox does on their deal that's probably it that's all it is it's a is flex it? like 50 million versus 55 million i don't know but i i mean i don't i've never been someone who i just like wins do matter to an extent but they also i think a lot of it's just about how are you making someone look in the process of the win or the loss and like why so we'll talk about the women's survivor series match and how they decided to book that one but you know like seth is the main eventer in this match like there's Mm -hmm. no world where jeff hardy should have won this match there's no Mm -hmm. like i can't think of anyone else who in this match should have come away with the victory seth is like red hot main eventer right now so that totally Mm -hmm. made sense and then i also loved what they did with austin theory in the match not having him eliminated early and giving him these moments to shine even though it wasn't a ton it was more than we've seen of him really to this point so i think that they did a good job with how they booked this it would have been weird if like jeff hardy randomly won and then we didn't hear from him again like ever. I was actually very surprised. I thought Austin Theory was going to be the first person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so it could have happened, point. but it also would have been weird because they just added him on Monday yeah. last week. So, like again, that would have just been really anticlimactic and disappointing. Yeah. Like, why are you going to add someone if they're going to be the first one out? And it would have been like weird for this week since um, we find out like at the pay per view the Vince McMahon's egg goes missing the next night on Raw. He Wait, whoever. Murray. What? You're just skimming over the whole backstory of this. Why does Vince McMahon have an egg? Oh, because a long You're like, I don't want to talk promotion about of Red Notice. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. It's a it, it was a long overdrawn promotion of Red Notice. If you haven't watched Red Notice on That's Netflix, true. spoilers, spoilers, you don't spoilers. Need to. Most of it is about uh The Rock and God Godot and then uh Ryan Reynolds um trying to uh find Cleopatra's th- Cleopatra's three golden eggs. So at the the pay per view, Vince Mc. Why am I explaining this? Vince McMahon had one of the three golden eggs. He said The Rock gave it to him. Halfway through the event, it went missing. Uh, mm. well, the funniest thing is he told uh, Adam <laughs> Pierce and Sonya Deville that um, if they didn't find the egg, that they would get fired. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but um. <laughs> no so, reaction that, no one cares yeah. no one's surprised they're like oh well we were we were expecting this because everyone else has been fired this year already, <laughs> so. 
The egg went missing at the pay-per-view. The next day on Raw, again, Mr. McMahon said whoever finds it gets a WWE Championship match. And come to find out, Austin Theory, he didn't find it. He was the one who took it. And he he takes the egg. Could, yeah, says, Mari, do you want to explain what happened here with the egg? Or He takes uh, the egg. <laughs> yeah, and says, oh, my egg? God. I wanted to take a selfie with it, but then there was all the security, and then I got scared, and I took the egg back to my hotel room. So, so yes. you, you stole the egg. And he's like, I didn't mean to. Oh my god! I'm very confused. And so then Vince he, wait, was he like, okay, wait, he took the egg. Yeah. He was going to take it. He took it. There he was security. He originally so he was, wasn't going to take it out of the it. building. He said he originally wasn't going to take it. He just wanted to take a selfie with it. But then I guess when he was with it, he was holding it. And then there was security, I guess, looking for it. I don't know. And then he took it out the building. It makes no sense. I feel like he's like whoever wrote that, someone who steals. Because here's a hypothetical for y'all. If you were to steal a golden egg, what would you do? I would be in jail. Because they would have thrown me in jail. That's a theory. That's a theory I can. Yeah. If I if I stole a golden egg, what would I do with it? I would not show up to my job the next day. <laughs> like I would go. I mean, you can't. This is Brooklyn. They're in Brooklyn, and the thing is, they were on Brooklyn. They were in Brooklyn on Sunday night and Monday night, so they weren't <laughs> going anywhere. So you have you time to go out and find someone on the corner who is going to be your hookup. To heck, you can go over to Wall Street. And find someone who wants to buy your golden egg on that the spot. So there are people there who have a hundred million cash in their pockets. <laughs> that that's what I would do, and then not work at WWE. And and so of course Austin Theory was uh, was given a promotion. I'm sure for the theft. Exactly. Yeah, you know what? That's he exactly really what happened. Screwed. They said he could he so he got the WWE Championship match on Raw because because. Right. Yeah, he steals. <laughs> yeah, hey, wait, no longer do you need a steal the brass ring. Just, just steal the golden goose egg. Yeah, there I mean, it is. We he wasn't okay, golden but egg. to be fair, his character when he was in NXT was not the smartest character. Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna give him that he just didn't think everything through. Like, I guess he was afraid of losing his job. Yeah, right. He's a so player. it's not a. He's not. I mean, he didn't. He doesn't have a lot to lose. And we said all that to say it's that that's the reason why Austin Theory lasted longer in the match because he was then getting a WWE Championship match the next night, and he did a great job. Or do you think it's a theory, Mari? It's a good theory. theory. Do you think it's a long term build? I don't know. You're the one who liked him and think that he should be built. So I just like I'm like whatever. Um and he Actually, had a good match fair. with Big E, but he lost. Yeah, so. I, I, here's what I'd say about Austin Theory. He he's not he's not the worst. <laughs> he I just feel like Vince McMahon. I mean, it's if it's not clear already, Vince McMahon clearly likes something about him to even be in a segment and have this thing going on with him. So I mean, it's just like the muscular, like good looking, not too small guy. That's Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Just like average, average athletic is what uh, for you, WWE standards. You share oxygen with Vince McMahon. You know, you know he likes you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Love Austin Theory. Right. Just, that's very true. That muscle. Oh yeah. 
Da-da. Something about grapefruits. Which, by the way, can we talk about the audio? Bad during the segment, the egg segment. If you were watching uh, at the arena live, the audio cut out. It was not good. Mm. Oh, I I was always at the the bathroom or something during that. um, You're you're, you're much uh, much smarter and strategic uh, viewer than I am. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. I would have been more productive going going that route. When I drink. (laughs) (laughs) So, facts um, about Mari tiny bladder. I know. Probably doesn't have a tiny bladder. Austin Theory. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, next up, like we said, this was the Rock Battle Royal that also had Pizza Hut in it. And, like, I don't even have the names of everybody who was in it, but I know the Street Profits were there. Otis. You don't remember everyone who was in it? Omis was there. Uh, Commander Aziz, I think, was. I'm assuming if Commander Aziz was there, then uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, oh my god! Okay, wait, hold on. Mark, Cesaro. Oh, poor Cesaro. Yeah. Apollo. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let Apollo. me make this picture really big. I, I just know I was grateful for the bright Bobby red and blue shirts, just to know what what brand is winning. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of people in here. Yeah, Ricochet was there. It was a lot. Even oh, yeah, Ricochet song. did a great job. He did well, yeah, a like good the, job. The people who were standouts in this match, you had Apollo who was in there for a long time. Ricochet was in there. Obviously, Omus was in there. Mm-hmm. You had um, other people. Our truth. He he stole the show. Anytime our truth shows up on screen, uh, again, like Rick Boogs, I was happy. I was smiling. He did the bit mm-hmm. with, uh, with uh, Otis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Our, oh, yeah. Yeah. We finally saw we saw a little bit of the old Otis spark with the charisma and eating the pizza, and then Ooh, love a good our, pizza. our truth hit him, pat him on the butt, and that was that was it. And yeah, he didn't. Need Otis to do went that. back to being mean again. I guess. Wait, can I just talk about the fact? Well, there's so much to say about this match. The pizza, the pizza. Yeah, uh, Ari. Uh, Ari, right let me ask you as a local. Um, <laughs> how do you, do you is Pizza Hut your favorite pizza in New York? Uh, I, I don't. Pizza Hut is not even an option in New York I City. Know, that's what I, was about to say. I was literally going to say, do they have? It doesn't enter the, the brain as an option. How many oh, yeah. pizza shops do you corner. go through before you settle for Pizza Hut, Ari? The only you way you're on. going to Pizza Hut is if you're entertaining 30 people and you need a good deal. Like uh, three pizza boxes point. stacked on top of each other. Wait, If you don't love the people you're entertaining, you're buying Pizza Hut. <laughs> what's your ad? Like, what's the ad? Like, what's the pitch to, to New Yorkers to eat Pizza Hut? Because they, pe- they had Pizza Hut thrown at them. They, oh uh, the pitches throw Pizza Hut into the crowd for free, and we'll uh, we'll indulge. Yeah. Which, by we, the way, we, I, I want to find out if uh, if uh, Alicia is listening. Did you get any oh, yeah. pie? You were sitting yeah, Alicia. Here. Let us some. know. Let us know. <laughs> I didn't get any pie. Too high up for the pie. They may be right. big and strong right. wrestlers, but they can't they can't reach the binocular section. I was very disappointed yeah. by that. I will say I too to, that so, they had. You know like, what, Mari? I wanted some pizza. I would have eaten that much. Pizza. I would have eaten that pizza. Too much pizza. It was a mess. Yeah, they did, like, and they were, and they were just, no they were just it. flinging it. So I had 
I asked Matt, I was like, Matt, would you, if, if you got pizza slung at you, would you eat the pizza? Yes. No. <laughs> no. No. Yes. I wouldn't eat it. I know. I no, I know exactly what I would do. I would take it. I would, I would bag it up. I would have I mean, a little plastic bag know, and I would freeze it. If there wasn't a virus going on, maybe I'd take a bite. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah. the street profits held that pizza. Look, I don't know. I don't look. They did, but its value automatically increases. Yeah, I just this is Brooklyn, and people were way too excited. And this match should have been booed out of the building just for the pizza. And I, I'm hurt talking about it, and I'm so sorry to everyone. We got chants for we want pizza. See, the fans were chanting we want pizza, and they weren't chanting for Pizza Hut pizza. We we wanted your your uh, your Joe's Pizzeria, your your local shop. Yeah, Joe. Who else? We had pizza chance. Dan? No, not Dan. Johnny. Johnny. Oh, you gotta love a good Johnny. Johnny's pizza. pizza. Great. That's what it's all about. That's what we want. I mean, and like frankly, I don't know. I think like just with this match, there's there's uh, look, we've talked probably too much about the pizza. Yeah. Um, I will say though, Ari, I, like was we had Otis uh throwing out our truth. We had all sorts of other action. Was there anything else from this, especially thinking of the outfits that stood out to you? Uh, the only fashion is everyone's wearing red, blue, Battle of the Network Stars Part 2. Raw wins again. USA, they pay their money. They're good to go. And uh, other than that, I, I like I like a big guy tossing uh, everyone out of the ring. I'm a sucker for it. Uh, and that's what this was. And we can move on. So, yeah, uh, Ole Miss ended up winning this uh, battle, the Rock Battle Royal. I don't know. the it, the tribute to the rock battle royal which is great i think this is good it seems like they're really pushing him maybe they'll push him as a single star now question mark but it made sense he dominated most of the match so i i i I was okay with it um and it was serviceable again i did not think it should have went here like this is like matt said pre-show would have been perfect but if it had to be on the card, I don't know why they put it here. I was definitely expecting the tag match here um, after the, the men's. I thought it was going to go tag match, uh, uh, men's elimination, tag match, women's elimination, then this, then the the um, the main event. So This would have been much better before the main event. Yeah, it would have made much yeah. more sense. Yeah. The silliness would have would have been better. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? Nobody wants a Pizza Hut match on their on the card. And that's <laughs> what it is for me because I don't have a problem with Omas winning. I don't have a problem even with how the match was booked for the most part. Like it didn't go on for too too long. It was pretty inoffensive, I'd say. But uh, like I'm just I can't get over the Pizza Hut in Brooklyn thing. This but I think that's actually like a good example of WWE not booking for the live crowd. Like we've talked a lot about the crowd in this show. Mm-hmm. They didn't book book the show for the live crowd. This isn't about the people in Brooklyn or in New York or in the Northeast even. This is about the global audience and yeah. so they're not probably going to get like any of us to order Pizza Hut when we're in New York 
No, who knows? I mean, maybe if it's right down the street. I don't know. Maybe. Earlier, it was brought up that uh, that uh, people were having rumors that The Rock was going to show up because it's yeah. the Rock Battle Royal. Yeah. I'm like, guys, it's a business deal. This, like this Pizza Hut stuff is. Uh, well, that's the funny. You know? Sorry, keep going. I'm sorry. No, they're paying good. They're paying. Uh, they're paying money for uh, for uh, for Amos to toss people over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that yeah. was the funny thing. I I did not know the Pizza Hut was tied to this until it started happening. I, the yeah, only it's thing silly. I knew tied to it was the rock. So when when we saw them, they remember we saw them bringing out tables yeah, in the arena nice and we were like, what is going on? Because I because did it did they say it in there? Again, this is one of the points I went to the bathroom. So I really don't oh know gosh. if they like um did they say in the arena that it was a Pizza Hut match? All I saw was when I came back there was tables and pizza on it and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, it was clearly a Pizza Hut match. Yeah, they probably said something. It was clear that it was a pizza battle royal sponsored by the red letters, brought to in part by Pizza. When you watched it, when you watched the broadcast, yeah. But I'm saying, like for us, we were just like, "What are these tables?" No, I mean, you know what? They probably didn't mention it because it would have gotten some level of booze, I'd imagine. I know they didn't mention it because when I saw it was Pizza Hut, I said, "Oh, it's Pizza Hut." (laughs) <laughs> instead of like already knowing <laughs> yeah yeah so I thought it was pie at first so after this we had uh, the tag team match we had RK Bro who are the Raw Bruh. Tag Team Champions versus the Usos or the Smackdown Champions and I mean of course Randy Orton this was the here. most boring match ever yeah, I, for for me, like I just had to get that off my heart. Uh, uh, speaking of the fans, uh, they they definitely came through with this one. You might you might enjoy what they said. Uh, Randy sleeping. Yes, that yeah. was funny. <laughs> yes, oh, at one man. at one point so, in the match, uh, Randy Orton was sent to the outside, and it was just it was just Riddle and one of the Usos, which was of course the. <laughs> part that none of us cared about and um because the the crowd just kept chanting RKO they wanted Randy you know yeah. and then so at one point they started chanting Randy sleeping and it was so funny because Randy gets up from the corner he kind of like weakly throws up like a, a thumbs up and then the crowd <laughs> went crazy it was so funny I mean, that, was, a, that was hilarious He this was also his uh, I think his record breaking pay-per-view appearance i think so So he's had more pay-per-view appearances than anyone else in Mm -hmm. wwe history and then he's also they talked about how he's had more appearances on raw or more matches on raw than anyone else but it turns out that maybe he's like four matches short of it or something like that Mm. but he's very close to also breaking that record so easy to break break a pay-per-view record when there's more than there's ever been yeah, look yeah at that. that's true. Look at that, Randy Orton. We're proud of you, Randy. Good <laughs> yeah, you. so Go no build. We talked about this. There's no build going into this match except no. for a, a few segments the the Monday prior. So nobody cared. On a scale of one to ten, how forgettable was this match, Ari? Uh, I mean, 
I was entertained, but I didn't understand yeah. what the beef was. I don't mm. even understand why RK bro are together. How, how'd that friendship right. form? Like underneath the bleachers? Why, why is, oh. why is the creepy gym coach selling, uh, hanging out with uh, his student on his scooter? I don't, I don't understand <laughs> the dynamic. Which one's the creepy gym coach? Like... <laughs> I think it's the one with the mustache. <laughs> Fashion. Fashion. I mean, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot to be said there. And I mean, probably more to say about this match, but um you mentioned the mustache and look, I mean Becky Lynch up, and, and Charlotte, they're reinventing themselves with different style matches and and, and Randy Orton, he's like, I'm gonna reinvent myself too. I'm gonna yeah, go this is, from Matt Raw, has a great picture from here. Raw, yeah. Uh speaking of reinvention, we saw that Riddle reinvented himself and he got the goatee. He got the little the little mustache. He grew it overnight. He got uh, the little Randy hoodie, which isn't for sale. He got the little <laughs> trunks. I like it. I'm glad. And he's still probably he's still wearing his little flip flops, his little, little barefoot, which is probably unsafe. But yeah, you know, on Raw, Randy has been telling Matt he needs to be like acting like a champion. He needs to oh, like, act like more me? like him. No, sorry, sorry. He's been telling Riddle that he needs to act more like a champion. He needs to act more like him. So Riddle decided to come to the ring dressed like Randy Orton with full <laughs> cosplay mustache. And yeah. And so I don't know if this is signaling like RK bro is about to be over soon. No. But... Keep them together forever. This is all mm. I needed for them to be. Ari, night and day. Comparing like the them on Sunday night with them on Monday night. Wouldn't you agree, just to like really put the leading question there, wouldn't you agree that they looked more, they looked better together on Monday night? I mean, I, I, my, <laughs> when I was sitting in the arena, my entire feedback on Riddle is that is exactly what Randy Orton said. Like, come on, bro, take it more serious. You yeah. can't be a champion if you're not mean. <laughs> so, you know, what? I'm glad he's listened to his to, to some advice. And then, uh, you know, we'll see some big things from from Riddle. Maybe, I can, maybe I can take him more serious now. Uh, then, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I it's whatever. So, he's uh, annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's again, like it, we'll see kind of where the story uh, goes. goes. They're gonna feud at I, some point. Yeah, I hope it ends with uh, like an arcade. I'm tired of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just tired of them like doing it like shotgunning these things like we just saw we'll get to it obviously but we just saw the women's championships change on raw which we'll talk about a little bit Spoilers. We'll women's match i'm sure but it's just right. like give us some time give like let things simmer let people actually care um, yeah rather than changing it so i'm i'm like i go from like hating riddle and not really loving orton to just being like just preserve a storyline for a little bit yeah and like we said um the they lost they won they actually beat the usos so the usos lost Mm -hmm. and so they'll have to deal with that i guess on smackdown um but they i mean they did give the people what they want um jimmy jay i don't know which one it was oh yeah was doing a maybe if matt pulls up a picture i could tell by their hair um but like they were doing a, a frog splash and, and they're about to hit Riddle with a frog splash. And then Randy Orton came out of nowhere and hit the RKO on top of like, like Riddle still took that frog splash, <laughs> 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 but it was a pretty cool sight. 
nope, can't tell. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a, a, a pretty cool sight to see and a nice uh, RKO to send the crowd home. Happy. I like I like the ending. I thought like it, I it cool. I felt it was telegraphed the ending. I thought I I knew that was going to happen, but to see it live and see it performed was it was cool. Exactly. Yeah, this is like it's always interesting to me with this crowd. Like we got the love for Jeff Hardy. We got the love for Randy Orton. Uh you mentioned Mari earlier some CM Punk love. Like it's always really interesting to me that the people that people chant for like none of those I mean Randy Orton is constantly being built along the way but to me when I was like thinking about just the crowd reaction throughout the night this is definitely a crowd that you know like this probably isn't their favorite time in WWE there are lots of crowds that love WWE right now I'm sure but like the they were they were they were looking back a lot, and I don't think that WWE did any favors to the current product by like promoting The Rock and promoting how great things used to be. And um, right, but the fact that they were supporting Randy is just a reminder. Like, okay, this is what the Brooklyn people want. They want the Viper. They want the Legend Killer. They want Randy Orton, even though he looks kind of like a snake and it's really creepy. The Army right. Hammer of WWE, some would say. So, um, next up, we have the women's elimination match. We talked about this a little bit more in our, in our opening, but let's get into it. We had Team Raw, which was Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Zelina Vega versus uh, Team SmackDown, which was Shot- Sasha Banks, Shotzi Blackheart, which they're just, are they, do they drop the Blackheart, I guess? Now it's just Shotzi. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Shayna Baszler it doesn't fit on Twitter. Too many characters. Natalia mm-hmm. and Tony Storm. They be they love to snatch a surname from somebody. Um. So <laughs> again, the crowd reaction sucked, but I I that's why I said I really liked the match. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me was Carmella had new music, which was kind of cool. Uh, very interesting. Even though they still don't know what her gimmick is. Well, okay, that wait. She's lucky. Oh, she right. I was gonna no. say her gimmick is that she's the most beautiful woman in the WWE. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and, and that she takes the leftover uh, uh, parts from Becky Lynch's outfit. Is that is that her part of yes. the story too? Exactly. The, the yeah. leftovers. I the really leftovers. hope that's not true. Like true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the sleeves. Becky Lynch uh, didn't no, have I sleeves. See it. Carmella has sleeves. <laughs> Becky Lynch didn't I have long it. stockings. That's true. That you think that she got the leftovers? Hey, look, everyone's talking WWE. They're trying to save money. It's it's very apparent with uh, with the wardrobe budget cuts. Oh no! (laughs) And then we have uh, Queen Zelina there. This is a great picture if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, Queen Zelina just doing the the Queen wave with her little with her accent. It's just so great. She's from Um, Queens. Yeah. So. and then we started out, so this match started out, if I, I'm trying to remember, it was, bring up the pictures, Matt. I think it was, um, who started? Bianca, yeah. Who started oh. the match? No, it was, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know who started the match. Who started the match? No, who knows who started the match? If you're, if you're listening and you know who's starting the match, let us know. Wasn't it Tony Storm? Tony Tony Storm was arguing. She was very passionate. Tony and Zelina? Oh, no. Zelina took a while to get uh, it. 
remember Carmella? Carmella tried to start the match, but then she said timeout. Remember it was Tony her, Storm and Carmella. And, and yeah, and then and Carmella said timeout. She tried to go put her mask on. We have no reason. We have no idea why her mask wasn't on. But when she came back into the ring holding the mask, Tony Storm was able to um, eliminate her. So yeah, Carmella was instantly eliminated, which started the. Uh, which started the match like that. Um, I think um, at one point, I'm not about. I'm not about to go match by match, uh, beat by beat. But th- this was when I was. I was really trying to figure out being in the crowd and watching it on the show. Um, it, it. Thank God on the show, it doesn't come out come off as bad because, like we said, the camera guys were doing a pretty good job of getting different angles when the when the wave finally got down. I had to keep looking to the corner of the screen to see like when did the wave start? When did the wave start? <laughs> so the, the wave started like during Shayna and Reyes. Um, interaction, and we had already gone through like Liv Morgan had already um come in and was it had faced um did some some stuff with Shayna oh did some stuff with Natalia Natalia was in there for a very long time um but yeah during Shayna and and Rhea that's when the the wave really like really began and really started and uh it looked like they were losing the crowd until they tagged in Shasha Banks they tagged in Bianca Belair and not only did that they did that but we noticed in the arena that all of the women got down off the apron and I think Matt, I think you you turned and asked me why do you think they did that, but it was it was Bianca and Sasha squaring up. All the women got down off the apron to kind of give it like a one on one style feel, and Bianca and Sasha immediately got the crowd back into it. Like yep. it was immediately a let's go Sasha est, let's go Sasha est. They they had their little square off. It was so amazing. Bianca got her her taunts in there and and it was so good they they literally touched each other for all of like three minutes if that but they they immediately got the crowd back into the match um and Bianca and Sasha just really do have really good chemistry together so sucks that we probably won't see them uh, again uh for a while because they're on separate brands uh but yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. That's what started the the momentum shifting. Um, eventually, Tony Storm. Tony Storm got Zelina Vega out as well. Tony Storm got two people out before she was then eliminated. So, and the reason why we're pointing this out is because Tony Storm is supposed to be the next person going for Charlotte's belt. Charlotte said she had to prove herself, so she did get two eliminations, but she was like the first person eliminated off of her team. So I don't know how that kind of <laughs> evens out or whatnot, but eventually it came down to just Bianca, Liv, and um, Rhea, and then Liv is out. Uh, Sasha and Shotzi kind of, they take Liv out. Rhea is taken out by Shayna, if I remember correctly. And then now it's just Bianca versus four other girls. Um, before we get into the ending, Ari, how did you feel when it came down to Bianca versus Sasha, Natty, um, Shayna, and Shotzi? I, I think I think the big thing that stands out is you were talking about like the crowd. All right, so we're we're we didn't like what the crowd did, but right. the crowd was back when it was they're Sasha back. and Bianca, and yeah. then as soon as they tag out, as soon as they're no longer the main attraction, the crowd is back at it. 
Yeah, and that's when mm-hmm. CM Punk, the CM Punk kid, I yeah. think, came you, after that. So, do you have a, I have a question. Do you think that's uh, do you think that's more of a thing on Sasha and Bianca being compelling, or does it have more to do with the fact that they don't promote Queen, uh, you know, uh, Natalia or Shayna Baszler? Because I, I like those two. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Shayna yeah. fan personally, so th- th- I think that was rough. And then again, I've been talking about how Ray has been getting shafted for the past like seven, like four months. Like so, she lost the title so soon. I was like, wait, why isn't she champion? That made yeah, no sense to me. Exactly. So Matt seems like he has something he wants to say. No, I mean, you know, I just I think like to your question, Ari, that like I um and Mari, you give credit to the performers so much, but like yeah. they're not booked in an interesting or compelling way. Like the only people true. in this Very match true. who have had they're probably a couple of other but no, yeah, the only people in this match who had a storyline that like was interesting people were Sasha and Bianca this year. And if I'm going live, to me, like Shayna Shayna barely yeah. barely because like here's the mm-hmm. thing, Shayna in the match. Her feud was really with Naomi. Naomi's not in the match. You mm-hmm. have Zelina who's there, who's just starting to like pick up with her queen gimmick. You have Carmella, never <laughs> booked to be like strong and like yeah. a hot character, so to speak, right? And and then Natty, people are a professional. Don't a professional? People don't give That's her it. the respect that she deserves. Yeah. And so I think it's just it, I didn't like the booking of it. I'll also say that. I don't know, like, when we were talking about this beforehand, I was really thinking about it, like, okay, like, how's Bianca going to get taken out of this match? Like, she's going to be taken out early. I don't, I, I liked the fact that she won in the moment, but in retrospect, I'm thinking, like, where are they going with this? Is she in the championship picture again? Or... No. She's not. No. And so I, I have much yeah. two minds, because I agree, because I really thought Liv Morgan should have like if you're building Liv for Becky, then totally. you you needed to for Liv to kind of probably be that sole survivor there. Um, but that, remember, I told you that's what I said on the previous podcast. Like Bianca should have won last year. Last year she got sure. all the way to the same kind of area. She was the last person on her team, but she then lost. And so I this was kind of like the carryover. It told the continuous story of now she's the last person on our team. It is a numbers game. She did a great oh my God. She did a, such a great job selling for all four of those people. And, and then just the one spot where she she's counting and she's like, How many people do I have left? Was just yeah. amazing. Um, so they gave her the win here, but she's not gonna be in the title picture right now. On Raw, yeah. she actually had a match with um Natalia. Tamina. Tamina, sorry. Tamina for a second week in a row. And then Dewdrop came out and they're they're furthering her storytelling with Dewdrop. So what they're doing with Bianca is they're doing what we've kind of asked them to always do is to build somebody up. And so this is where that if the women had like an intercontinental belt, she would have it on her. You know what I'm saying? Because that secondary storyline is going to revolve around Bianca as it should, because as of right now, Becky is the untouchable champion who is just about to start, I'm assuming running through jabronis. So you need that secondary worker who is going to try and move, move storylines. And that's what Bianca is doing. That's what they're going to have her do, which is a good look for her because that means she is going to forever be on our TV. Now, does this, 
what, what your speculation, Matt? Are we talking about maybe Bianca Becky at Mania? I I mean I don't, I don't know. But that's the that's the thing. Like forgetting about that long term booking, I just kind of feel like the two people who I would have loved to see in the end of this match are Tony Storm and Liv Morgan because you're trying yeah. to build them up as serious contenders. Exactly. Bianca Belair does not need that. Bianca Belair could have been screwed out of the... She could have been the first one out. They could have done some kind of shenanigans to her. But it's like, what... Okay, what? Like, Bianca didn't doesn't need it. Bianca's like EST level. Like, if you mm-hmm. are even looking... That's the thing. Like, looking at this match she, and even just looking at her standing there and celebrating... Like there are people holding up their EST signs. She's yeah. good, but you know who needs it? Like Liv Morgan still needs to kind of get over that hump of being like really respected and truly beloved by the crowd, even by Brooklyn crowds. And then Tony Storm has barely even gotten started. So yeah, I don't. I think like the the Bianca stuff is all solid. I just um, I worry that we're going to see a repeat of the Rhea Ripley Nikki Ash stuff, where it's kind of like. These stars who could be built in the moment, but then don't get over because, like, the booking's not met strong enough to get them over as like these top tier, topper tier, yeah, top yeah, tier upper mid card. I mean, yeah, like or like going card. up at least from wherever yeah. they are is what I'm trying to say. So, are you afraid that Liv and Tony are going to get the Raya, Nikki Ash treatment? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Bianca is in a different stratosphere. She just really is already up there. Oh, Bianca's great, but they're not. If they they got rid of Bianca during that match, right? Like, like Matt, you were saying if they if they got she got DQ'd, she got out of the match. They have uh, some some love to some other people. Yeah, how dead would that crowd have been then? Right. (laughs) I think that's the thing. That's the problem with the booking. It's like, do you book to today or do you book to build stars? So that people actually care, and I think like, yeah, they would have. The crowd would have been really dead at yeah. that match. But that's again the effect of like you have to start building people somewhere. Exactly, they're not, doing, they're not really doing the women favors. Yeah, and let's be real, they're not. They're not about to book Tony Storm and live to be strong because guys, they should. They're though. not taking the. They should, but they're not taking the belts off of Charlotte and Becky, unfortunately. And it's not even believable at this point. They're like, we're not even going to insult your intelligence, kind of. Yeah. Which is kind of, which is messed up. I'm not saying it's good. It's messed up. They should have been doing this with Liv. Like, what they're doing with Bianca, they should have been doing with Liv when Bianca was fighting with Becky. Like, that's what should have been happening. But I think I think, like, the other thing, too, is that the title doesn't need to change hands for you to make a star. Like you That's could, very true. You could make someone really compelling and like a really interesting underdog without that Way. switch and like through the storyline. So I'm just, I just That's want better true. booking for them because like all of my life or most of, yeah, like most of my wrestling fandom, similar to you, Mari, like I've been like most of the half, probably half of the indie shows I went to when I was growing up in Jersey were like, um, for women superstars unleashed or they changed their name a few times, but it was like Mercedes Mer- Martinez and like some of these other big stars and like AJ Lee who went on to WWE and some others. And yeah. so like, just give them really good booking and they could be main eventers and they've been in so, better positions than they are now. So, and so I'm also, happy for Bianca though. We I have need a good a, video we, of her winning. So that's, that's all that counts. Right. 
Right. And we do need to point out that it did come down to four versus Bianca, but then yeah. Sasha, like I said, I love, I loved rewatching it because throughout the match, Sasha and Shotzi were literally exchanging blows throughout the match. So the way that, um, the way that Sasha actually ended up going out was that, um, um, they went to tag, I think it was Natalia, um, Shotzi tagged Natalia to come into the match. Then Sasha immediately tagged um, Natalia. No, no. Sasha tagged Natalia to come into the match. Then Shotzi tagged Natalia to come into the match. So they're both in the match about to beat up on Bianca Belair. And Shotzi is like, I'm legal in telling Sasha to get out the match. But Shotzi was not legal. And so they start fighting to the outside. And then that's when um, Shotzi, uh, Sasha tries to get into the ring. Uh, Shotzi pulls her back. Uh, Sasha goes to hit Shotzi. She accidentally hits Shayna too. So then Shayna drags um, uh, uh, Sasha back into the mat, uh, back out. Sasha goes back in. Natty drags Sasha out for some reason. And Sasha turns around, clocks Natty. Is like, Natty, what what are you doing? And then gets back, tries to get back into the ring, which was so funny. It was, again, none of the stuff we could really see, like none of the, the words we could see from our, our seats. It was just, we saw the them continuously pulling her out. A lot of people were like, that should have counted. She was under the ropes. You know, it's whatever. We know that the refs have very loose rules, so it's it's whatever. The ref said she didn't get back in the ring, so she didn't get back in the ring. So I thought this was very clever. Um, it was very clever. Sasha gets counted out because of her team. The crowd immediately booed, like Ari <laughs> said. Uh, us Brooklyn, we in Brooklyn, we were mad when Sasha left. Um, and then the three of them try to attack, try to attack Bianca. Now, does this make uh, Shayna, Natalia, and Shotzi look like goobers a little bit? But the biggest thing is, I can't wait to turn in, turn on SmackDown and hear Sasha talking all the noise she's been to talk about how they lost because she wasn't there. So, I mean, I feel like it pushes something forward, and I think it did a really good job of solidifying Sasha as like the top baby face on SmackDown as well. Um, so yeah, that was my little soapbox. Anybody care about that Sasha uh, part? Uh, it was you not, didn't like it? not advised, not advised. Well, no, from like the logic, per- the Goober perspective, that's it. You know, yeah. like you said, it's just like, what are you doing? She's always, they're always making her look like a Goober. They pulled a Sasha on Sasha. So it's kind of funny to have it happen for Sasha as opposed to against Sasha. Because, you know, Sasha is notorious for turning on whatever teammate she has a little bit too early and then losing. You know, that that is like that's been a she running joke. Did. Even even Corey Graves said that, like, I, you know, Sasha is better as a um, a solo artist and all that. So it's kind of funny that they kind of did the Sasha on Sasha. So I, I liked it. Yeah, it was I was, I am, I am surprised that she didn't like do, do violence to them after, you know, like, yeah, Sasha she was, was well, throughout the match, she was like hitting them. Like she, like Shati, I think yeah. Shati pulled her off of the, at one point, like they were literally fighting that whole freaking yes. match. So, yes. Um, and then we got to just kind of quickly touch on Becky did a really good promo on Raw where she went off on the WWE universe, which still, we're, we're still telling us Becky is a heel. And I, I sometimes I hate when, when the heels get cheap heat from going off the audience. But this was like 
perfect the way she did it. She talked about how Brooklyn, like she talked about Brooklyn. She said she used to care about what they thought, but she doesn't now. And she said, especially since last last night, you guys uh, talk about how you want me to give more opportunities to women. And yet 10 women were busting their butts in the ring and you completely booed them. You did your chance. You did your wave. So that means, so you're trying to say that none of them deserve it. And then I was like, thank you, Becky. Right on. And then she's like, and I agree. None of them deserve my title. It was perfect. She had us all in her hand. It made sense with the character. Yeah. It was so logical. Ari, you like this, right? We- we we we, I, you know what I'm a fan of. I like to watch greatness, and and anytime yeah. Becky Lynch is on screen, it's greatness. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. she swerved me. How I've been watching wrestling <laughs> for decades at this point, and and to listen in, and she's got me, and I'm listening. I'm like, okay, and then she mm-hmm. swerves me. She, yeah. uh, we're we're watching brilliance. We're watching. Uh, we we are watching an artist. Very, very very good. good. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And all of it had some truth to it, and it didn't feel like your typical. I don't like you anymore. I'm a heel. I don't need the audience. Like it, it just organic. So much better. Yeah, yes. exactly. And you could tell she really meant what she said. <laughs> She's <laughs> yeah. like, I am so pissed that you guys did that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So that was really yeah. good. And, and, and it's a mentor. Yeah. Y- it exactly. does. And it, and it, it's a mentored heel turn. She did have like a little backstage promo with Liv Morgan afterwards, which I wasn't as good to me because it was just kind of like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Stop punching yourself type kind of bully promo. Um, but then we had uh, the women's tag team. The, so just real quickly, Ray Ripley went up, Ray Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. went against Zelina and Carmella. And um, this has been brewing up because ever since the teams were announced, Zelina and Carmella have been like kind of picking on N- Nikki A.S.H. And then Rhea was like standing up for her teammate. So I guess this is why they got a women's tag team championship match. However, I wasn't expecting that Zelina and Carmella won. So Zelina and Carmella are your new women's tag team champions. They took them off of uh, Rhea and Nikki. And I just have no idea where this is going to go. So. Um, Matt, I know you had a, a couple of feelings about this. No, I think that I just think that the they should have built it more. Like the, yeah. we've talked about this before. No one wants to hear me say that again. But I, I do. I think when I saw the match happening, I kind of was just like, yeah, I think the titles are going to switch here because they. I mean, who was on the Survivor Series team? Who were they? Who have they given more screen time to? And like, right. so to me, it seems clear that they're big fans of obviously of Zelina because she's the queen now right. but also of Zelina and Carmella so I like this and I, I like them as a team it's like a yeah. fun little dynamic I just really need them to like it's just so annoying that since you know Sasha and Bailey the, the titles haven't traveled so it's just very very annoying that that's not happening anymore and I, I really I don't understand why they didn't let Nikki and Rhea move brands but then again there's there's no women's tag division. There's no people for them to really go up against. So, yeah, this, especially now with all the cuts, oh my gosh, this is, I, this Nani is Nani and Tamina kind of had, a, they, did they, they bounced across brands a little, or uh, Shayna and Nia bit. did. Shayna and Nia definitely. Yeah, Shayna, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I know they, I think they had a match with, I know they had did. a match with the NXT people, but yeah, they kind of have did drifted away they? from that. Yeah. Back in um back when right around the time that the women's championships in NXT were created back in March. Yeah. It was like that next week 
that they defended their championships. I think against Dakota, probably against Dakota, Kynes, Dakota Raquel, Raquel. or against Ember and Shotzi. I can't remember. That, that sounds slightly familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was uh, Casey Catanzaro and um, and Caden Cogger. Let's move on to our final yeah. match of the night. My favorite match of the night. The Universal Champion Roman Reigns went against the WWE Champion Big E. And I just really like this match. And like watching it in person, like Roman and Big E are my top two favorite men. Yeah. Like in the company. So watching them go at it. And again, I love when Roman Reigns it's weird because it was like a Hoss match because Roman Reigns is playing big man here. Yeah. Yeah. And but Big E is also big. So it was just like it was such a good match um for me. How many uh Big E ate what? Was it three Superman punches? I think it was um before the ending. Uh so- I don't remember. It, it, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. You, you need uh yeah. big boy needs to eat a lot. Yeah. And yeah. the crowd was into it. They were very hype. It was back and forth. Um yeah. You know what it was? You know what I like about this? It's similar to like boxing or or UFC. Whenever there's like a really big match, you just kind of look forward to to seeing two like you said big hosses just going at yeah. it. And that, that's the feel this got for me, right? Like before the match is starting, it's like, "All right, here we go." Just like the two biggest, baddest, strongest going at it. And uh yeah, I, I, it, it was good. It was fine. Uh but but I enjoyed more like the build up uh like or just Yes, the build up was so good. Yeah, that, I I enjoyed that the most. Yeah, yeah, and like that's why over the I course said, of the match. Sorry, I was yeah. just gonna say that's why I said, uh, you know, on the Rehapgrams, if you guys caught it on the Rehapgrams, and like last week, I thought this had so much really good build to it with the Usos and the New Day and the you know the Bloodline with Big E, and then on Friday, Big E showed up on SmackDown um, to have a confrontation with Roman. It was just so good. It, was, it had a it had enough story. It had a really good layout and all of that. Matt, what did you think? Yeah, there was a, nothing to add to that other than it was just good that they I think they they got to a great place with it by SmackDown by the end of the storyline because they hadn't really had there'd been like all these different uh, parts between the Usos and the RK bro match kind barely having a build, but kind of having a little bit of a build where they interacted right. last week and but that also crossed over with the Big E storyline on Raw, but Roman yeah. wasn't there. And so and it was just kind of, it felt down. a little bit, uh-huh. it felt a little bit sloppy with like the way that certain, like they, they didn't really have like the three on three. Here's the new day with Big E and Kofi and Xavier. And then here's the bloodline with Roman and the Usos going head to head in the build, which yeah. would have been kind of interesting. Been so but- much better. Yeah, but they mm-hmm. didn't. I think they got to a solid place. Like I, because this was a this like we couldn't have really predicted that they were going to build it like this, especially because they just like ran not randomly, but like uh, King Xavier won the champion or won the King of the Ring, and so that becomes a factor in the storyline. Yeah. And I liked how they used that and incorporated that in the story. Yeah. So great i i i no shenanigans so we were completely wrong we thought there was going to be at least a little bit of shenanigans absolutely yeah. no shenanigans no I Uso, so too. new day especially no rock we, you know not even anything from paul Heyman. Not a rock. you said not anything from what matt paul Heyman. oh yeah like nothing so 
uh, which which is why, like, I I really kind of wish Biggie won here. I wish there were shenanigans in Biggie won because I mean, that way Roman could take a loss that doesn't mean much, and that maybe he could even use it as like, oh, he took one pin, now he's even more pissed off, you know, type of of thing. But it it worked out. I think they made Biggie look really strong again, eating so many. Superman punches and all that stuff, and it was a great, great match. They had really good chemistry, so I'm, not, you know, I'm not mad at it. And what again, my, it, it oh doesn't God. matter. Sorry, no, no, that's it. That's what, it. One of my favorite things about Big E, I remember reading his uh, his bio and his Wikipedia, and it says like Big E is a former uh, college football player who went into weightlifting, and I'm like, yeah. why? I didn't need to read a Wikipedia page for that. Like, yeah. obviously, You'll that's that's yeah. what he does. Like, really. <laughs> That's just obvious. That that you can assume. <laughs> yeah, he's like a powerlifting champion or something like that. <laughs> Very clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, this was this was nice. And I think the the again, I just think the back to the thing with the rock. Weird. Weird. <laughs> like if you're not gonna have someone on the show why sell today, tomorrow, tomorrow, not the next day, maybe <laughs> not even the next month, maybe not even the next year. Yeah. Don't point out i mean you're just highlighting the fact that they're not there by mm-hmm. pointing out them out no and no he was there we showed you in the the, the red notice promo he was right there yeah, with ryan was, reynolds in the, the whole night in the promo he could have he could have done a video message it could have been so many things yeah he really struggles with this like why do they uh, mari we were at wwe shop like why do they have this Bruno San Martino shirt right now? Yeah. Why do they have a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt? How much is Are the Bruno San Martino shirt? How much is that shirt? Too much. Yeah. And no disrespect to Bruno <laughs> San Martino. May he do good things in his legacy. But, okay. um, you That's know, my grandfather's I, but, favorite yeah, exa- wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm at many people. Many people. But it's just like brain. invest that time mm-hmm. and energy. I have a picture on my phone of a Bruno San Martino statue <laughs> that was in the arena, like bronzed. And it, it looked like, naked. It, it looks. What uh, just, was, oh yeah, it, it did look naked. It looked. Uh, I, it I wish you hadn't on. said that. I wish you hadn't <laughs> said that because I was about to say, like, what if that had been Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair? That's it, it, but do y'all see in. even on the picture at the bottom it says presented by Red Notice? <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I yes. <laughs> that is so funny but yeah so this is i mean overall i think it was a, a solid card so let's give some grades for the all of survivor series real quick before we wrap it up ari what what did you think of survivor in, series as a whole in terms of fashion yeah. <laughs> yeah, i'll i'll uh i'll leave it with this one my, my last fashion note for roman reigns what do oh. we think of the lay Oh yeah, I, I I did like it. I mean, it's to like signify it. that he's like the, the head of the table. Yeah, he is. He came out with. I noticed that too. I was like, oh okay. He he. I and I was trying to think to myself, did he? Does he normally come out with the lay on? But I I cannot remember. But so my so my great my great for Survivor Series. I'll put it this way: I would never hang this up on the fridge. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. proud to display this. Mm-hmm. I, I took the test. Yeah. I got a C. I didn't study that hard. But you know what? I'm proud yeah. of. I'm proud of myself. Because no one knows my struggle or my challenges. To C minus. Wow. That's not bad. Matt, what do you think? I'm just processing what Ari just said. (laughs) What? You're not hanging this on your fridge? I mean, I'm glad you're proud of of this. I'm glad you're proud of yourself. That's what it's about (laughs) in that. 
That's deep. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that and just process those deep emotions there. Um, this was a good. This was a show. This was a show. I would. You know what they did in my mind. They did a really bad job building towards Survivor Series. Yeah. They, they and they also did. I think they also didn't do a great job of setting up a lot of things that are going to be meaningful coming out of the show mm-hmm. with what they did in the show. So like. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Charlotte and Becky, the match itself, set up anything that we would see. Are we going to see Priest and... Well, that's the thing with a lot of the cross-brand stuff. You don't necessarily... It's hard to, like, kick off storylines necessarily. But even then, like, is Damian Priest a heel? Not sure. Yeah. Uh, And, like, I just kind of feel like some of the loose ends are hanging that they could have tightened up. But it it was, like, a good show to watch live and like just to kind of see everything unfold and there were a lot of great moments but not the best survivor series probably in my bottom survivor series rankings to be honest if i had to call it i don't give us a grade what give us a grade on a's like on letters letters yes c minus yeah i think we're c minuses across the board i mean you could give it a d but across the board Uh, for everything the both of you guys said poor builds like you know the the matches were good they were serviceable um there was only one that i probably would not well i don't watch i don't rewatch matches like that but the the battle royal well there's two so the battle royal and the tag team match i would never watch again um but i've already rewatched the other one so yeah i I, it wasn't that bad It, it wasn't that bad but it definitely wasn't that it wasn't nearly close not even nowhere close to one of their best pay-per-views of the year especially which is really weird because like matt correctly pointed out earlier crown jewel wow that was such a good pay-per-view for it to happen when it happened and where it happened so yeah c c minus it was adequate um it was adequate all right so barely it's time to wrap it up uh Ari, thank you so much again for coming back, talking to us, going to this event with us, hanging out with us. We so appreciate you. Uh, that next time we have an event, obviously we'll we'll do another run in. I, I mean, look, the, we're talking about the show. I, I feel the best way to sum it up is any anytime you can go to a wrestling show live with your friends. Yes, that is the ideal way to enjoy this stuff. So uh, exactly. So uh, I think that's my biggest takeaway from it. I, I had a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it, even des- despite my C minus. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm, uh, I have a low bar to begin with. <laughs> yeah, being there in person really helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, yeah, it changes how you enjoy the show. And I and I would use this as a, as a time to if you if you've ever considered going to a show, just just go for it. It doesn't have to be yeah. WWE. It's a lot of fun to go live. I've had the luxury of sitting ringside, and yeah. you were talking about. Uh, affecting the show there's nothing cooler than actually saying something funny and creative and having the wrestler react in real time impacting the show in a fun way I, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's the best not way to in a, best way yeah to do it. yeah not yeah. in a, a d- disruptive way exactly yeah i think just to build on that too like one thing that was that that was on my mind watching this show ww is wwe let me enunciate as if mm-hmm. i'm paul e Heyman. Uh, WWE is not a pro wrestling. They're de- they're the opposite of increasingly a pro wrestling. They're decreasingly yeah. a pro wrestling company. Like they just they're moving away from it constantly, and it's mm-hmm. very clear. 
And I think that pro wrestling is such a magical thing that if you have the chance, just to Ari's point, like you could go to a WWE show. Sure, there there's AEW. They have shows, but indie wrestling is also pretty magical and you get that intimate feel, that intimate environment where you're really immersed. So I would just say to give like a few things a try. Um, it's a brilliant point. I, after the show, I immediately looked at my brother. I was, and I told him, Hey, do you want to go to WrestleMania in Dallas? And he said, no. So I told him, you know what yeah. I actually want to do? I want to go to a local indie show with you. And he says, ringside seats are 50 bucks. And I said, that sounds perfect. Like I would yeah. love to. Yeah. Yeah. Go go to an indie show if you can. I haven't yeah, been yeah. to one. It's on the bucket list above above WrestleMania at this point. Yeah, yeah and there there are a lot of them to like pull from. I think, but and we could probably go in listing out good great promotions. But like one of them that comes to mind immediately for me that's more local is uh, Russell Pro, and that's one that's run by like partially run by Pat Buck, who is a WWE producer, and they always do a great job. So one example, if you're local, I think they have a show coming up at the in Rawway. Um, in New Jersey. So not too far away. Check it out. Uh, find indie wrestling, support it near you. It's awesome. And there's lots of great talent that yeah. was released this year that you could probably find there on the silver lining side of things. So Ari, where can the people find you? You know what? You can find me on Twitter at Ari Ferrari, A-R-I-F-E-R-A-R-R-I. Now, if you if you do that, I play Mario Party on Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm starting a community. Hope you can join. Nice. I stream on Twitch. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me know if you got Mario Party. We'll uh, we'll we'll join Ari Ferrari. I like to Mario Party. Let's go. Yeah, oh. awesome. Ooh. Yes, we love Ar- it, Ari. Thank you for being here. It's amazing mm-hmm. to have you. Um, I should say that people can find me at Matt Scott GW and just follow along there for the updates, for the latest, for all the things. Mari, where could the people find and follow and stand you? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two. And you can find me every week on post show recaps. Um, the um, uh, sorry, covering Insecure season five, the fifth and final season of Insecure. Just go to uh, search post show recaps. You can also look up Insecure and a post show recaps uh, show. Um, me and Chappelle and Latanya. Uh, are always talking about Insecure over there. Latanya, it's still out. So this week we had the great Sasha Joseph on there um, talking about the latest episode. We are halfway through that season. I cannot believe we are already halfway through. Um, but um, stick with us um, for this last journey that is Insecure. Um, also, for the Wrestling Rehap Up podcast, you can find us on wherever you get your podcasts. Look up Wrestling Rehap Up and and subscribe, rate, and review to our Wrestling Rehab Up feed. Leave us a, a five-star review, and we might read it on the show. So um, for that, thank you again. Watch out for any flying elbows. Bye. Bye.